everybody. It is such a great honor and pleasure to be in this wonderful church. It's not only beautiful outside the building, but inside. I bought a great church, great pastors, great people, great young people, great music and worship team, and just absolutely fantastic. Pastor and uh, Sister Brooks, thanks a million for allowing me to come. My husband, I love you, honor you, and just praise God that God allowed our paths cross together as they say that. Please forgive me for my broken English. As Pastor said, English is my third language. Believe it or not, I studied seven languages. But uh, English is my third one. I don't speak any of those languages good or uh, perfect or definitely just I can get by uh, with some of them. So I apologize for that. We have been in Texas for about 16 years. I'm a true southerner now. I've learned to say I'm fixing to do this. I am fixing to do that. How are y'all? I haven't seen you in a coon's age. I remember that the first time I was in a grocery store in Deep South called Pigley, Vigley. I remember that uh, as I was checking out, I forgot her name. And the lady said, oh, what Chema Khalid? I said, hey, I have just learned that word. And I was so excited that I understood what the word meant. So I'm learning uh, all these deep southern cooking and southern food. I have fallen in love with the southern cooking. And I was telling that the more the oil drips from the cornbread, the better I like it. I like the fried chicken, the fried okra, and everything that has fried. Though my cholesterol is at 286 points. So God is good and Texas is awesome. But Oklahoma is far much better. And we praise God for that. I was supposed to fly yesterday. But because of the planes being grounded for mechanical reasons. My plane was cancelled. But I was honored to drive about four hours. Praising God right and left for the beautiful weather. And just enjoying it so very much. God is good. Since English is my third language, I'm going to teach you three words in my first language, Armenian. And the words is, our God is good. It is Astavad, Pari, Eh. Very good. Everybody did very good. As a teacher, that's what I'm trained to be really in a regular secular world. Everybody got A+. And I appreciate pastors for raising such uh, very talented People and talented young people that are here as well. Give yourselves a hand for trying so hard to learn that Armenian language. Three words in Armenian language. As I was praying what to share this morning for this service. I believe the Lord put in my heart the title of the message is. God honors what we prioritize. God honors what we prioritize. I'm going to read a few verses in the book of Matthew chapter 6. Uh, starting with verse 25, you are welcome to listen to me or open your Bibles, follow me. I don't know if they are putting on the screen or just follow me on the screen. But I'm going to read a few verses from Matthew 6 verse 25 starting. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, reap, or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Let's go to verse 33. But seek ye first 
His kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given you as well. Heavenly Father, we come into your presence with our hearts filled with thanksgiving, our mouths full of praise. Thank you for your word, God. As the Bible says, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of God endures forever. Thank you that you have not changed, God. You never slumber, you never sleep, God. Thank you that you are taking care of us, God. Thank you, Lord God, that you are watching over us. I pray, God, you will anoint my lips, God. Anoint my vocal cords. Let me be your word this morning, God. Let me be your voice this morning, God. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Saturate us with your glory. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And everybody who loves God with that unfailing love said, Amen. If every one of us go outside this building and see a few people and you ask them, what is your first top priority in your life? You might hear a lot of different answers and some of those answers might be very different than what you think it should be. I know in 1977, an ad appeared in a newspaper in New Mexico that read, a farmer with 160 irrigated acres once a marriage-minded woman with a tractor. When responding, please send a picture of the tractor. <laughs> Definitely, the priority of this young man was in the wrong order. Instead of the picture of the woman, he wanted the picture of the tractor. But God is telling us explicitly what our first top priority in life should be. Seek it first. The word seek is a verb. It's a, in a command mood. And it stresses continuous activity. That means we just don't seek God one time and that's over. But on daily basis, sometime on hourly basis, we need to seek after God. The word seek embraces a few meanings. But the one I love the most is go after God with passion. That means love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. And I love mighty God I love God with all of my heart because God is worthy of our praise and honor and glory seek it first first signifies number as above all on the top of everything Jesus has to be the center of our life seek it first the kingdom of God kingdom is a territory where a king reigns Jesus is emphasizing that we need to establish priority asking God to sit on the throne of our hearts and govern and reign every area of our lives. Reign in our relationships with each other. Reign in our relationships with our parents, parents with the children. Reign in our relationships with our job, with our boss. If your boss is mean, instead of chewing behind his back, kneel before the Lord and intercede for that boss. You will get better results in that. Seeking first the kingdom of God. And this righteousness. Righteousness is having Christ-like attitude. Righteousness comes from God. But it must be shown on our daily basis. Because what we are talks louder than what we say. Sometimes our attitude toward our teacher. Sometimes our attitudes toward our boss. Sometimes our attitudes toward our in-laws or daughter-in-laws or each other or a church someone who is sitting next to us even in a church is more accurate gauge of our religion than all of our religion ratings i love what dl moody says he says sometimes we talk cream but leave 
2% milk. It is my prayer that my walk and talk will be twins walking alongside with each other. Seeking first the kingdom of God. As we see God. Because God wants to give us wisdom to make right decisions. Because today we are what we decided yesterday. When Solomon asked God, says Solomon, ask anything I want to give. Solomon says, God, I want wisdom. God liked that answer. That's the reason not only gave him wisdom, um, he gave him riches and other blessings into his life. God wants to partner with us. He wants to be a part of, a, a part of our lives and detail in our lives that everything we do. Because Proverbs chapter 3, 5, 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding in all your ways, including me, and he will direct your path. Not only will direct your path, but he will direct your steps and stops. And I praise God for that. Talking about steps and stops. I remember that when I first came to America, it was Southern California. I came from all the way from Moscow. I flew from Moscow to Paris, France. I changed plane over there. I got to Toronto, Ontario. I had to change planes and spend overnight in that country. This was about 42, 43 years ago. And I remember that as I was in the customs department, there were a few Russian guys in front of us. And the customs were asking them, do you have this? Do you have that in your suitcase? And the Russian guys could not understand English. So I stepped forward with my broken English. I translated for a few minutes for those uh, Russian guys over there. And the Canadian uh, man said, Min Mrs. He said, he said, just step, step forward and stay for a while because we need to go bring you a check. I said, check for what? He said, we need to pay, give you a paycheck for 10 minutes that you just translated for these folks. I thought, wow, I just arrived from Russia. Just in a few minutes, I'm in this free world. I'm already making money. I called my husband in California. With that, you know, I said, God, honey, guess what? I just made $20 at the airport. I was so excited that God gave me favor. I was so excited that God directed our steps and stops. Truly, when you seek God's face, he will direct our paths. I, at the first year I arrived to America, most of you know that uh, how, what my testimony is. Has anybody heard my testimony before? Raise your hands. Okay, that is almost very few people. So I'm going to share a little bit of that. But you know, I was, I'm from the former Soviet Communist Soviet Union. My republic was called Armenia USSR. Armenia was the smallest republic within the 50 republics. Like one was Ukraine USSR. One was Belarus USSR. One was Georgia USSR. The smallest was called Armenia USSR. My view was Mount Arad where Noah's Ark landed. But my desire was this childhood. We had lived in Middle East. We had lived, of course, in communist Russia. Uh, my desire was someday get up really fast, grow up real fast, and marry someone in, in missions world, an American, because American missionaries had touched my life. I'd given my life at the age of 10 years old. I said, God, I said, I'm in love with you. Raise me up. Let me shake the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, in God's kingdom, nobody is useless to God, regardless of your age, education, your background. If you love Jesus, if you have passion for souls, God can use every single body. Young people, God can use you. 
being an athlete for many years. I competed in swimming. I competed in tracks, long jump. I competed in my college in basketball and a lot of sports. And sometimes the athletes would make fun of me because I was the only Christian girl in our team, sometime like that. But even God would give me favor there. I remember in one swimming competition, I thought, God, you know, some of these people are going practicing every day. But I even don't have enough time or even ways to go and practice swimming, God. Just help me, God. Help me, God. Little did I know that when we do a crawl a swimming competition, guess what? God gave me the super speed. And I took that place number one. I thought, thank you, Daddy God. That even in sports, God could give you favor. Even in your studies, God can give you favor. I even believe a student in a school. If you are students at school, I believe you have to do the best unto the Lord. You have to study the best unto the Lord because you and me are representing God in this world. You are God's billboard in holiness, in purity. I remember in Russia, they would say, Anush, what's the reason? You're always so upbeat and bubbly. Do you drink vodka early in the morning? I would say, no, it's the oil of the Holy Spirit. The more you praise God, the more you serve God, the more the joy of the Lord just comes from within your heart. In this, you know, in this age, people try to fill that gap with other things, but nothing will satisfy you unless you know Jesus in an intimate way. Seeking first the kingdom of God. And this righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So praise God. I was praying it. I said, God, you know my desire is to marry an American minister and to share about you, God. I don't want to be greedy, God. There are a whole lot of people outside there that need to hear the real peace that comes by knowing you. And as I was growing up, I thought, God, God, you know, I want to marry that American preacher. But there is no American preacher who lives in communist Russia. People said, Anush, you are crazy. You'll never marry an American minister of the gospel. Because there are three rows of barbed wire fence around the whole Soviet Union. Even the birds cannot leave the country. The guard shoot them. It's impossible because there is no God. In those days, sometimes they would teach at school, there is no God. God is dead. And I would say, no, there is a God who is real, who is alive, who is active. And the years are prayers. I said, God, I said, you pick my husband. I'm seeking your face, God. Young people, if you are single and when you are ready to get married, make sure the person you choose loves God more than he loves you. Make sure you put God number one priority. Include God in every decision, especially marriage that you are making. I said, Daddy God, you are my Daddy God. You pick my husband, I will marry. P.S., by the way, God, if it's all right with you, I would love to marry an American minister of the gospel. I prayed, I prayed. I said, God, show my name, my address, my face to an American preacher. Let him come all the way from Russia to America. From America to Russia. Let him come and find me and marry me. And I promise you, all the glory and honor will go into your name. You see, but prayer is not changing God's mind, but opening your heart to the will of God. I said, God, if it's within your will, that's my desire. And somehow inside me, God had given me the peace that was within his will. One that was in our underground church. The church was so packed, you were not able to find a seat to sit down. Sometime during communist time, since it was a persecuted time in that era of life or of time, we met each other on Sundays on the top of the mountain to worship God in the woods. We would climb the mountain at 7 o'clock a.m. 
and our service would be over at 4 o'clock p.m. Sometimes there were prayer, fasting, worshiping God as we climbed everybody in their own way that we prayed because we had learned to prioritize prayer. Because prayer, it says God moves mountains. But our prayers, I believe, move God's hand to move those mountains. Oh, prayerless Christians are powerless Christians. The more I pray, the less I panic and get afraid. Because my hope is in God. My trust is in God. Because arguments never settle things. But prayer changes things. When I'm praying, I'm not coming to an auditor who examines my books. I'm coming to heavenly loving daddy God. That he knows I'm, I'm, I'm made out of you know, dust. You know, but he knows we are human. Sometimes we make mistakes. But quickly we go ask, ask to forgive us. And, and turn our ways and say, God, I'm seeking your face. I want to please you in all my ways. I was on my third year of college. You know, I went to the church. And sometimes, uh, as I said, the room was so packed that young people like us, we would stand like this on one leg to create another spot for another person to come and hear the word of God. Someone said, Anush, guess what? Today we have an American missionary who is the guest speaker in our underground church tonight. I said, oh, goody, goody. I was so excited. I thought, I'm sure maybe God has sent this missionary just for me. Any other missionary came. He was a middle-aged man. He got up to speak. The only person at that particular meeting that was also studying uh, English language was me. There were other students there, but they were in different fields. They were studying. They said, Anush, you are it. You have to get up and translate this man's message. Half of the message I understood. Other half, I did not understand. I made my own preaching and preached for the missionary that day. The Bible says, be ready in season and out of season. That one was out of season. At the end, this missionary, he said, a young sister, he said, what is the desire of your heart? I said, brother missionary, the whole world knows about my desire. I said, everybody knows. My professors at school know. My friends know. My athletic director knows. Everybody knows what my desire is. I told him what it was. He said, oh, he said, he said, that is fantastic. You want to serve God, marry somebody who is in the, in the ministry and travel around the world? I said, yes. And I wouldn't date even other guys. They would come to my dad and say, hey, we want to date your girl. I would say, no. I'm waiting for that American preacher who is going to come and see me and marry me. I said, believe or not, believe or not, many, 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 many guys. I said, no. I'm waiting for that American preacher. One day, you know, this guy went, after we talked, you know, he told me about his brother-in-law who had been praying at the same time to marry a born-again-on-fire Christian girl. I said, that's just me. That's just me. I said, I said, what's your brother-in-law's name who has been praying to marry a born-again-on-fire Christian girl? He said his name is Alan Bullock and he's a youth pastor in California, Southern California. I said, wow. I said, the, the moment he said, Alan Bullock, there was a wedding in my heart. I thought, Alan Bullock, I don't know who you are. Where is Southern California? I don't know. All I know, I'm going to marry you. We're going to travel around the world and touch the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And of course, today, my husband, Alam, sometimes we have double bookings. That means we have two bookings. I speak in one place. He speaks in another. Of course, I always pick the best place. It's good to be here in Oklahoma, in one of the best churches in the whole wide world. The best pastors, the best pastoral staff, the best music, music and worship, and the best people. I love you all so very much. What an awesome honor it is to know you pastors through these years. It's a gift of God. You all are a gift to the body of Christ. So, and you know, this my missionary went and told his brother-in-law to make a long miraculous story. Story short, Alan wrote me letters in Russia. A letter would go back. Sometime KGB, that secret police, would call. Say, hey, we got a letter. What is your connection with overseas? They were very strict in communist time in those days. But I thought, hey, who are you? Greater is my daddy God than all these communist leaders, whoever they are. And one day he, he came, he, as a matter of fact, he sent me a telegram. He pros, proposed me to marry him. He came to Russia. As far as we know, I'm the first girl that ever married an American in that time in my republic. I became as popular as Miss World or Miss USSR. My friends would come and say, Anush, you know, we have never seen an American. Can we just touch him? I told my girl friends, I said, you better stay five feet away from this guy. I labored hard over this guy. Anyhow, he came. The government tried everything to stop this wedding. But soon they learned that one born again Christian like you and me, plus God, is majority. We won the battle and we got married on a 7th century church in Russia. And they sent Alan back to America. They said, we are going to keep your wife here. We will let her know even or when she's allowed to come and join you. I thought, you know, who are you? Every knee, every knee should bow down in front of King of Kings and Lord of Lords. As the Bible says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. I thought, hey, when my God speaks, everybody has to say, yes, sir, yes, sir. You have to obey them. So a year later, miraculously, of course, I got permission and came and joined. After one year, I was, we were driving to um, I came to America, let me, let me put just this way. And I thought, you know, I'm so much used to witnessing people. And everybody has cars here. Everybody, almost kids have their own personal room. Anybody here has your own personal bedroom in your, in your house? Just, you know, shake your heads that way, I know. Oh, good. It seems almost everybody has their own personal, uh, you know, room. I thought, wow. Oh, even their personal bathroom. I thought, wow. They were just my whole family. We all slept in the same room. I thought, wow, what these people are driving cars, 16 years old driving cars. They have their own cars. I thought the family in Russia sometimes works so hard just to have one beat up car. And how blessed we are in this great country, America. I came to America. And I saw all those things. I thought, wow, this is a blessed country. This is wonderful. I thought if it was me being here, I would hire everybody here. I would borrow hands. I would say, let's join our hands. Let's join our minds and praise God for these blessings that God has given us. You see, we have it so much. We enjoy it so much. Sometimes we express it so little. We are richer than we think we are. We are more blessed than we realize. We have so much that you ever can think of. I remember I came to America. You know, I remember when I went to a, during a Christmas season to a Walmart store. 
I went and spent one hour on that Christmas aisle alone. I saw every pretty black ornaments for Christmas. I saw nice angels, nice ornaments, nice lights blinking there and there. All of a sudden, what caught my attention was one foot, see-through plastic, candy cane full of different M&Ms in it. I thought, candy cane, you are so beautiful. I've never seen a beautiful candy cane like this. I bought this candy cane. I brought it home. I put it in front of me right on my dresser. I looked it up. And while I was in that candy cane, I thought, you know, my little nephew who lives in third world country, he has never seen. I said, Daddy, God, would you please make a way for this candy cane to travel 20,000 kilometers away? And my daddy, God said, yes, my dear daughter. Yes, my dear daughter. I could feel almost in my heart how he was hearing that prayer. Because God knows everybody. God knows every hair on her yet. God knows when you sit down, when you stand up. God sees every tears. God knows your address, the number of the address, your nickname, even what people are calling you. God has not forgotten you. He heard that prayer in about Three months, my little nephew was enjoying every M&M. He ate all of them the same day. I thought, oh, I know what you mean because we feel up something like that. That's all what we like to do in the whole thing because we think there's no tomorrow for another, you know, candy cane like that. But anyhow, he enjoyed very much. At that time, a lady came. She said, isn't this horrible? She said that these aisles are stocked up so much. We can hardly move our shopping carts. In my heart, I'm saying, lady, you're asking the wrong lady that question. She looked at me again. She said, isn't this horrible? She said, that these aisles are stocked up so much, we can hardly move our shopping carts. I couldn't resist anymore. I said, ma'am, I came from a country where the aisles were empty. There were days I used to fast and pray for one egg, for one size Ten shoes for top color stockings like this. For butter for basic needs. And I have seen how the hand of God has come and met every single need I ever had in my life. Because our Jehovah is Jehovah Jairo. Our Jehovah will always provide. He'll provide in ways you don't understand. So that was the kind of God you and me serve. Absolutely nothing is impossible with God. I love the stores here. You know, when I go, I think, wow, this is so many stuff that I could spend the whole day in just one aisle alone. Uh, after one year in, in America, we were heading out to Alaska. You know what the Bible says? God honors when we prioritize prayer. Jesus prioritized prayer. All night long he prayed. He went to the mountainside and prayed. People say, Sister Anush, I don't have time. I'm too busy. God has ever given every one of us the same amount of time. 1,440 minutes each day to every one of us. To a rich businessman, to a poor pauper, to a everybody, to a teacher, to a student. We all have the same amount of time. It's up to you and me to prioritize. If your girlfriend is priority, you find time for that. If your boyfriend, you find time. God should be number one in our priorities. That doesn't not mean we don't have responsibilities. We have responsibilities. But God should be number one and included. We should consult God before we consult anybody else. God should support our decisions. God should put a seal of approval. Every decision we make because he loves to give us wisdom. He loves to give us direction. God prioritize Jesus, prioritize prayer. We should prioritize place. 
The Bible says Psalms 50, 15. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. We all face troubles. Has anybody ever faced any trouble at all? Just raise your hands. Have you any difficulty, small or big or something? I'm raising my two hands. I've faced a lot of things. The Bible already says, in this world you will have trouble. But be of good cheer. Because you and me have God in our hearts that he will not let us go and face those troubles alone. He will be there right there and give us peace as we are going through that. So after one year, we were moving to Alaska to build a boys' home for troubled kids that had life-controlling problems like drugs and alcohol, like something like Teen Challenge, if you are familiar with that. A couple, a few people had that burden. My husband was one of them. Though I've never seen drugs in my life, and uh, but uh, I, I supported his desire, so we uh, all loaded our our U-Haul trucks, and from Southern California we drove to Northern California, we drove to uh, Oregon, from Oregon we went to Seattle, Washington, British Columbia, all the way to Alaska. This is almost 42 years ago. Where even the road was not asphalted all the way to Alaska. If you're Alaska lovers, you know Alaska Highway at that time was all dirt. So I remember that that first year, I was missing my mom. I was missing my dad. I was missing my brother, sister. I was missing my church. I was missing our church friends. I was missing everybody. Just I'm 26 years old away from my country. And I just was, I thought if I, I was even missing my first language, my mother tongue, Armenian. I don't, I, as we were driving, you know, I'm thinking I wish I could see somebody that could speak my language, that I could get it out of my system, all these words that is gooped up. As they say, a woman speaks 40,000 words a day. A man speaks only 20,000. So I needed all those 40 words that were shut up in my bones to come out. So I was praying. And as we were going through Seattle, freeway number five, I am looking at all this window, U-Haul side window. My husband is driving. And I see a car zooming by us. When I look... I recognize those people in the car. I said, honey, I know these folks. These folks are Armenians. They used to be um, kind of very close neighbors. Almost uh, sometimes neighbors are um, closer than families. I said, I know them. I said, please. I said, they just zoom by. I said, please push, push that metal to the pedal I said we need to get that 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 car I said again so my husband is really pushing that metal um, as fast as he's going you know he's, as I was telling uh, before uh, my husband is a small plane pilot sometimes he drives like a pilot too sometimes as a passenger I have used my brakes so much the carpet is half torn on my side of the car so he he loved that idea, going real fast. So he's going real fast. And we are again in the same level as this car. And I'm again knocking at this door. I'm saying, hey, please look at me. Look at me. So finally, those people in that, in that car, you know, look at me and they recognize me. So they park right by the freeway number five on emergency parking. My husband parks here. I jump out of the car. I hug them. I kiss them. I speak one million words per minute. You see, the reason I don't speak fast in English. You see, English is my third language. But in my first language, Armenian, I really speak very fast. 
And sometimes that has helped me. During examination in Russia, when you go to pass examinations at school, uh, guys, you know, here more, most of the questions are multiple choice, I have noticed. I thought, that's not brain. You just read whatever, you know, the, the intellect says, you will pick the right one. Not there. All 99% of the examinations is verbal. They give you this thick word. You have to come there, study from A to Z. And on the spot, they will ask you a question. You have to answer right away. That means you have studied and know your subject. So, you know, I was, praise God, I was fast and loud. That came to my advantage very much. When I would answer fast and loud, students say, Anush, please go to the very last because, you know, they think you know the best, you know, because you talk so fast and you're, you're, you're loud. They give you good marks. And then when we come, we want to take our time. And then they give us, Lord, please come on the, on the back. I thought, okay. But anyhow, that time, I just talked to them. And my daddy, God, speak to my heart. said, my dear daughter, Anush, how did I do? I said, daddy, God, you are the best daddy, God, in the whole wide world. If I had 1,000 lives to live, every one of them, I would live for my daddy, God. We arrived to Anchorage, Alaska. And we parked our U-Haul. A helicopter came, picked whatever we had. Put inside that helicopter and they threw us, took us in the middle of nowhere in the wilderness. Where the only way you could come there was by helicopter or a small plane. But I praise God. That God says, the Bible says in Psalms 139, 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. I like to interpret for, you know, for me, for my situation. Say, God, if I'm up there flying 30,000 miles uh, away above the ground, and there's a turbulent in the airplane. One time turbulent was so strong that those small planes that my head hit the ceiling of that airplane in inside. I said, when I'm going through, I'm afraid. You are there to hear our prayers. Because you say, call upon me in the day of trouble. When I'm on the bottom of the sea. And when our soldiers are in submarine fighting for your freedom. They are praying, God, give us victory over these enemies. God hears that prayer. As I mentioned in the first service, if you have any, do you have any family members? Do or you have served in any, in any capacity for our country, the military at all? But if you have any relatives, just raise your hands. Anybody serves, God bless you, God bless you. Let's give them a hand for those people that are serving right now. And pray for their protection and their family's protection. And I worked in a military college, so I'm very proud of being a part of that service a little bit for this great country, America. So uh, we went to Alaska and the helicopter took us, dropped us in the middle of nowhere. I thought, thank you, God, that you have not forgotten that bush people right here, that you even remember there, that you can hear us. No matter where you are, you can call upon God. So we got in the Alaska bush and they, everybody had their own little tents. We had to camp there a few months to build the cabins for these troubled kids. So my and my husband, you know, but we, were, we had a little tent and the first month, I noticed that the zipper on our tent broke. So my husband had some safety pens. We tried to, you know, close with that safety pen the door of the, of, of the tent. And the second month, uh, we got up one day. I thought I was looking at someone from another planet. 
My husband's, my and my husband, we both looked at each other. Our whole face was covered with smoke. Our nostrils you even couldn't find because the hole was filled with all smokes because the kerosene lamp had smoked. I guess we had forgotten to trim the, the way, the week, uh, the week there. And the third month, a black bear, there were bears everywhere that part. But one black bear really liked our camp. He came in one day and dragged our chainsaw, I don't know how many, uh, how many yards away right there. He was very upset because that was his territory. But one day he tried to come on, uh, to the tent, to close to them. So the guys of that had to shoot him because of the safety reasons. But everybody had a job. My job was to be the dishwasher. You know, I thought, you know, I came from a college. I'm, I'm a dishwasher here. You know, I was uh, thinking in my heart, you know, I'm, uh, uh, who, who are you that I have to do that job? But, but I've learned that sometimes, as someone said, do not despise small beginnings. So I had a big pan. And sometimes the kids, you know, we think that it's because the job is low pay or it's a low position. We don't want to. But where God puts you for a period of, period of season, work unto the Lord. Do the best unto the Lord and God will elevate you. My job was that I put all these dishes on a big pan. I was pregnant with our first baby, David. We have two children. Our daughter lives in Southern California. We used to live there, of course. And she, he graduated in a business, business degree. At the same time, he loves the ocean as we all love the ocean. He's a surfer. So that is his hobby there. Our daughter lives in Seattle. She has done 40 countries' missions, most of the missions trips around the world. She was based in Norway one year and Malaga, Spain for three months, Philippines, just all over the places. And they have done a lot of missions work plus just uh, other stuff that they had to go overseas. So I've, I put those dishes in that big uh, pan as I went to the, to the Kaskakoim River close to our camp. I sat there to wash these dishes. I'm thinking, where in the world am I? I love people. I love asphalt sidewalks. I love stores to shop. I love just everything and there is nothing. It's, I know it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. The mountains and, the, and, and, and the, all the beauty of nature. That is very good. You know, but for me, I, I am, for months, I can't stay like that. I have to talk. I have to be around people right there. And I sat there and a few tears were just coming. I was missing everybody, my family again. I thought, I can't write them. And so I'm in the middle of nowhere in wilderness here. They don't understand what that means. So I, I stand right there. Out of nowhere, as I'm looking up, I see this big caribou. The biggest caribou I've ever seen on TV. The antlers are getting almost to the heavens. He comes on the other side of the river and he stares at me. As I looked at caribou, I confess every sin I had ever committed from birth to that point and beyond. I was saying, God, forgive me for this and that. And I tried to bribe that caribou with the plates that were, there were some uh, peanut butter uh, stuck to that plate. He looks at me, looks at me. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit that I was filled when I was 15 years old. I cannot recommend you enough the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He knows how to intercede for us. He just looks at me for a while. <clears throat> to me as if it was an hour. But I'm sure it was only a few minutes. Then he just turns around and goes away. I thought thank you daddy God. We can call upon God in the day of trouble. He will deliver us. And we will honor God. And 
that is our first. I'm going to close very, because we are getting close to lunchtime. I'm going to close very, very soon. God honors when we prioritize being grateful, praiseful, and thankful. I love our capital. You know, Washington, D.C., uh, we were there for one conference one year. I, uh, I noticed that I had not noticed before. There are two words in the tallest building. If you have been in the mall of Washington, D.C., called Washington Monument, 555 feet. There are two words in Latin language. I studied Latin as a dead language. It's the base of the languages. And the words are Leo Dio. That means praise be to God. Our forefathers recognized the power of God, the power of Bible, the power of prayer. No wonder our first president, George Washington, says it's impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. Abraham Lincoln, 17th president, said God is the best. Bible is the best gift God has given to mankind. Daniel Webster said, oh, education without the Bible is useless. I so forgive us, God, for pushing out of our out school systems. Forgive us, God, for killing unborn babies and calling freedom of choice. As we pray, as we fast, and stand in the gap interceding for this great country, God will honor that. As Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their, their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. And answer their prayers. Thank you God for that promise. Your prayers matters. Your prayer matters. And your prayers will make a difference. When you are sad. When you are depressed. When you are praying for your family to get saved. When kids are bullying you. Whenever the teacher is calling your name at school. As they called me. Your prayers make a difference. And young people. Please do not bow down to the sin of the world. You have the answer. If you have God in your heart, stand tall. We have the answer. Why should I bow down to worldly people that try to make fun of or bully me or doing, doing the dust? Keep your head up there and be grateful and praiseful that you have God in your hearts. And you have the answer, not the world does. And they will come and follow you at time and say, you know, you have something that I don't have, what it is. Then you can witness unto the Lord. Praise God for that. Being praiseful, grateful, and thankful. The Bible says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that within me bless his holy name. When, of course, bless is connected with God, as you know, it means enthusiastically honor God and thank God. Just for his love alone, I want to thank God. The other day, a verse grabbed my attention. That was Psalms 103.11 says, as far as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love, loving kindness toward those who fear him. You know, we don't know, nobody knows how far heaven is from earth. We don't know. But we know that the closest and nearest stars, you do that like science. That will attract your attention. The nearest star to earth is 23 trillion, 514 billion, 520 million miles away. That means if you take number 23 and put 12 zeros behind it, it's that many miles, just the closest star to the earth. Imagine how vast and magnificent is God's love from heaven to earth. I mean, that's a lot of love. Don't you recognize that? That is fantastic. That's the reason I want to say bless the Lord. With all of my heart, let me honor God, praise God. God honors when you're praiseful, grateful, and thankful, and having positive attitude. 
a negative attitude is like a flat tire unless you change it it will not take you anywhere whatever you do do it unto the lord and god will honor and bless you and he will direct your steps and stops with this story i'm gonna close one that was speaking in greenville texas i'm sure our wonderful pastors who used to live there in Texas. Pastor, I just want to let you know, everybody in Texas is praying for you guys to come to Texas. They love you. Everybody says, oh, wonderful. I said, they have the fantastic church. I said, but they are grounded here in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma really needs these pastors, I said. But anyhow, I was driving from Greenville to our house. In, at that time, we were living in Keller, Texas. I thought I'm getting hungry. My husband was in another church. But I thought I'm going to go and quickly get home and fix my husband some lunch because he likes home cooking. I was driving and I got real hungry. I thought, Daddy God, I said, Daddy God, I sure wish uh, today I feel like having chilies, uh, uh, chilies today. So, uh, you know, when I'm in the car, I pray a lot. In five years, I put 175,000 miles alone in my car. I drove to Miami. I drove to Tennessee. I drove to wherever because I, people said, Anush, why don't you fly? I said, I don't want to give trouble to the pastors to come and pick me up from airport. They, they said, you know, you're driving miles, thousands and thousands of miles. So anyhow, I loved spending time with God in my car because I, I drive, I send kisses to my daddy God. And uh, I said, daddy God, you know, I'm talking to God. I said, I said you know, today I want to chillies, but uh, you treat me today, God, but I don't want anybody recognizing me in that restaurant. So I, I see a Chili's restaurant off of I-30. I thought, I'm going to get off right there and go to Chili's. It's right there. But there is no exit that I could get off to go to Chili's. I got a little bit disappointed. I thought, okay, but I'm going to praise you God anyhow. Because sometimes I've learned God closes doors to open a better one down the road. I drive a few more miles. I see another Chili's restaurant. I thought, I'm going to make sure I don't miss this exit. I get off that exit. I go there. I'm all upbeat and bubbly because I love ministering. The day I minister that night, I'm awake all night because I'm praising God for this golden opportunity. I can brag about my daddy God. So I'm going to the restaurant. And as I'm entering, the receptionist or the greeter opens the door of the restaurant. She said, ma'am, are you familiar with Chili's restaurant? I said, yes, I am, but not with this Chili's because I'm driving through. She said, ma'am, she said, today is the grand opening of this Chili's. And everything you order is on the restaurant. I said, you must be kidding me. She said, no, everything you order. My daddy God said, my dear daughter Anush, how did I do? I said, daddy God, you're the best daddy God in the whole wide world. Isn't daddy God good? If your daddy God is good, give them a praise offering this house this morning. I got right there. I ordered my favorite chicken explosion salad. I ordered my sweet iced tea. The sweeter, the better. With a nice slice of lemon and an orange in there. I ordered at the end a, a cake, chocolate mocha cake with a big uh, a cherry on the top of it. I went to the bathroom to wash my hands. I was so excited. I told the ladies. I did, there were two waitresses. I said, let me tell you what happened. I was praying. I was saying, God, you treat me today to a restaurant. Guess what happened? I gave them testimony. After I ate, I got in my car. I called the pastor 
pastor who has many kids. I said, pastor, guess what? Get your wife. Get all your kids. Get all, get all the members of the church who have kids, especially, and who cannot afford to go to a restaurant. Every one of you pack up to Chili's on this, on this freeway. As a matter of fact, some of them went to that Chili's, and they were praising God and thanking God. I thought, I wonder how many people were praying. God used the channel to answer those prayers. God spoke to my heart that sometime our disappointments is God's appointment. He closed that door to open a better one to meet that kind of a need that I had. In closing, I just want to encourage you. My dear friends, my dear brothers, my sisters, my dear young people, I just want to encourage you, no matter what you are facing, God is bigger than your issue. No matter what you are facing and how hard your troubles are, no matter how fiery, stormy seasons you are going through, God has his hand on the thermostat. He knows how much we can handle it. Remember, for every valley you are going through, there are two mountaintops. Hang on there. Don't give up. Just trust God. Pray through it and God will give you the strength to go through that. And he will lead your steps and stops as he has done mine many times. And one of these days, Ma, I'm going to write all these miracles because I don't want those miracles to die with me when God calls me home. I just want to encourage you that please give time to Daddy God. Please make priority. Please, young people, stay pure and holy. No matter how ridiculous you get on the schools or how much bullying you have the answer, stay pure and holy. God sees in secret. He will openly reward you as he has done me many, many times, and I cannot praise God enough. I'm all, whatever I'm speaking, I'm speaking through my experience, what God has done in our lives. You see, in some countries, we can't come to a church like this, that every time I, as I said, you know, I go to a church, we go to a church, I see no KGB, no secret police following us, say, thank you, Daddy God, for this great country, America, because liberty is a gift of great value that we realize the best when it is lost. And I pray that we never lose the liberty that God has given us. I pray all of us in this sanctuary, you are God's light shining to this dark world. Whether you are this much or you, whether you are this big. Whether you are a professor, whether you are a student, whether whatever you are, a plumber, doctor, lawyer, whatever you are. God has placed you in this season for position that you are in to shine like a light. And little did I know that I thought, God, why did you take me to Alaska? It finally, it dawned on to me, one of my best friends in Armenia that was excellent Christians. Um, the, um, she had gone through a lot of persecution from a spiritual point of view. My, one of our Bible study young men came to our Bible study. Um, we were talking one day, and I was talking to her. She, she said, you know, she said, my call is writing your letters to a prisoner. In those days, you know, as you know, Russia was like a prison, you know, keeping all the people inside. Now the walls fell. There is definitely a little bit more freedom there. But uh, he, I said, oh, really? He said, yeah, I like to write, encourage someone. I said, encourage my friend. And he went and married, and they have two beautiful children. I thought, you know, God answered that prayer. Maybe that was one of the reasons. God took me all the way there. Even for my friend that they have been married about, I think, 38 years. And they have two children. So no experience goes without notice by God. God will take everything and turn around for your good and his glory. So please don't give up on the brink of your miracle. Little did I know when I was praying in my bathroom floor saying, God, raise me up. Please help me grow up real fast, God. Young people, you will grow up. Please, just don't rush it. Trust me. It comes faster than you know. And little did I know that when I was reading God's word, 
under my blanket saying, God, please help me memorize verses that when I grow up, I'm going to quote in the churches. Now I have to translate from one language to one, 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 one. And little did I know that on this beautiful sunny day of March 17th, I will be standing in this awesome, one of the greatest church in America, Christ Legacy Church, pastor, the greatest pastors and pastors about everything else. I'll be standing in this holy pulpit, in this sacred sanctuary, proclaiming what a mighty God we serve. Put your trust in God and know that God loves you and nothing is escaping his presence and God will honor that.